Hello, I'm Claire White, and this is Dragon, Sexy Robots, and Adventures, a Nerd Manual. We are here to discuss new nerd creations, how they were made, and explore the roots of the characters and stories. Today, we have a very special episode where my co-host Kyle and I got to interview Jordan Ellis, who is the creator of Jordan Denae and the Satorial Geek, a nerd merch brand, a magazine, and a podcast. Hope you enjoy it. So we're here with Jordan, and we're so excited. Jordan, can you tell us exactly what you do? Because I feel like there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, there are a lot. Of, there's like more and more things every day. Um, I run Jordan Denae, which is a geek chic home goods and apparel brand. And then that's kind of like just a merch shop. And so we added a community aspect, which is called the Sartorial Geek. So now that is a podcast and magazine and online network and in-person events. That is a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> How many in- unpaid interns do you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, thankfully, because it's so community-based and, like, because the geeky community is so loving to each other, some- sometimes, sometimes not. But there are a lot of, like, people volunteering to help out with things um, that I could definitely not do myself. So, yes. Not necessarily unpaid interns, but definitely a lot of help. Very good friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah totally. We're going to start with your beginnings, the humble, I assume. The humble <laughs> beginnings of Jordan today. Yeah. You yourself, a Jordan Ellis, right? Is your yeah, full name. Yeah. And how did you get into nerd culture? Um, I've just kind of always been a nerd. I was homeschooled. Um, so I That'll played, yeah, I played like Pokemon when I was a kid. Um, and I've always had like nerdy friends. So that wasn't like a thing that it wasn't a decision. I've just always been a pretty big nerd. Do you remember like your entry level fandom as a little kid? I don't know if I could even name mine, but I'm just curious if you can pinpoint it. I think it was Pokemon. Like I think that was the first like, oh, there are other people. I'm sure I watched some TV show that I was super into as like a kid kid, but I think that was the first one that was like, I'm going to go trade cards with my neighbors and I'm going to save up and split a Game Boy with my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find being a nerd that... I mean, I know you were homeschooled. Did you feel like an outsider? Did that make you more of an outsider? Yeah. Um, like, I wish you guys could see pictures of me as a kid. I had, first of all, I had a unibrow. Second of all, my hair was, like, <laughs> three feet long and, like, a straight-out, like, Ms. Frizzle pyramid. So, I, like, I looked <laughs> the part completely. And I think, like, there, I didn't have a group of nerds as a kid, so it definitely wasn't like, oh, I'm in the cool nerd group. It was like, oh, I guess I'm by myself, kind of. But I did have other friends who were really into Star Wars and Pokemon too, so we would like sit in our friend's basement and read like the Star Wars directory of like all the ships and the blueprints. So I definitely like had people, which was good. It wasn't just me by myself being like sad and lonely. Just alone, uh, <laughs> yeah. alone staring at your Charizard. Yeah, totally, card. totally. <laughs> and I had siblings and they were super nerdy too, so that helped. That's nerdy siblings always helps oh, yeah. a lot. And also with Pokemon, it, it was such a big thing in the 90s that yeah, you could find a couple people who oh, watch yeah. and play Pokemon no matter where you went. Oh, yeah. Because you are you have this great community around you. And I feel like, you know, you have this tutorial geek and all these great connections. And 
I feel like your stuff then gets elevated by someone else's that's added to it. So I wonder if that was always a part of your growing up that you were surrounded by it or that it's something that you've developed over the years. It's super new. So I started the business as an Etsy shop in 2011, so like seven years ago. And when that started, there were like three other nerdy Etsy shops that I could find. Like there really? was nothing. That's all it is yeah. Now. So it wasn't because I was trying to find. Like the way to start a business is you find customers and you find other businesses that you can like interact with. Yeah. Yeah, And ask questions. And that didn't exist really. Um, So like three years ago, I found Geek Girl Brunch and then that sort of branch, or I'm sorry, it was actually like five years ago. There was a Harry Potter fan club in New York and Geek Girl Brunch. And then that sort of let me find all the other communities, but I don't think they were... Like what I was looking for didn't really exist before that, much before that. So this leads to my next question is, how did you get into nerd merch? Because that's such a specific thing. And like you said, I don't remember it being around when I was a kid. Besides, I remember you talking about this in one of your earlier podcasts, but besides like Disney shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney shirts. You can find an X-Men sparkly. shirt and stuff. Right. You know. And like Walmart had the like big Darth Vader face, like yeah. that level yeah. of yeah. <laughs> Nerdy clothes. So how did, what was the idea behind it? Did you make it for yourself first and then, yes? <laughs> yeah, I made, so so the Etsy shop started as a hobby. I was nannying and I wanted something to do for fun. And so it was like the thing that was fun for me. Um, I was hand, not hand sewing. I was sewing with the sewing machine, nerdy aprons. So I was like, I want a Batman apron. I'm just going to make one. Or like, I want an R2-D2 inspired apron. So yeah, it was also to stand out a little bit too, because even though it was before Etsy exploded, you still had to have like a thing. You had to have your Your thing that made it interesting. Yeah, so mine was taking, not surprisingly, I did like 4-H as a kid. So I had all the knowledge of like, Cross stitching and sewing and what crafts. Four H's. I oh maybe that isn't something. Four H was like I grew up in Pennsylvania. It was just like kind of like home ec, but a club. So it was like baking and sewing and farms. I guess. Yeah. I guess that wasn't everyone's experience. No, my, oh. my swim team used to have our end of the year banquets at four H clubs. Like at yeah, the, like at the, the pavilions building. and uh-huh. stuff. That they did. Oh yeah, so I did all the like summer fairs and all of that. <laughs> so that it was sort of combining things that I knew from that. That I've always loved doing crafts, but they were never nerdy. Like you couldn't have found like a super girl cross stitch. Like you can totally just search on Etsy now and find it. Um, so yeah, it was just combining two things that I liked that didn't really exist, which also then gave me my little hook. Yeah. Why did you leave Etsy and was it, I guess I actually know a lot of people who sell things on Etsy. It sounds frustrating and fun all at the same time. Did you leave Etsy because it just wasn't as profitable or was the community expanding and you just didn't need it or? It was both. So when I was on it, the business was more of a hobby. Um, and then once I started actually learning how to run a business, it was like, if you're selling on another platform, they can control everything. So they can change the way the business works tomorrow and you're screwed. Etsy itself was the brand name. So the individual businesses on it didn't really have like name recognition, which then you've done that before. It's like, where did you get that? I got it on Etsy. Etsy. Well, which one of the five million sellers did yeah. you get it from? Yeah. So that was definitely part of it, wanting to have more 
control over things. And then, you know, when you have your own website, you can design the way it looks. You can design the way your customers interact with it. And like, they just were always a little bit behind, like all what they could offer was always like six months or a year behind what other platforms could do. It felt like so. Yeah. Yeah. You can also add podcasts or blogs to your website, you know? Yeah. How long ago did you get off of Etsy? I think it was three or four years ago. I actually technically still have an Etsy. I get like one sale a month. I mean, I just, it felt like more work to take it down than to leave it up. So it's still there. You can still (laughs) go to it and buy things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to, I wanted to uh, ask Jordan, what are some new kind of fandoms and things that you've been exposed to because of the blog and the business that you weren't before that you really started to love? I knew Harry Potter and some Marvel Disney, like the main guys, like Batman and Superman and almost nothing else. So when I started doing Comic Cons, like, you would get embarrassed when someone was cosplaying something that you had to ask. So it was yeah, like, cool, yeah. I'm going to learn that for next time because it's calling my own self out that I don't really know what this <laughs> stuff yeah. is. And then also just getting all the recommendations. Like, I never read comics before, but when you hear the same comic title 20 times. Yeah, like, we were talking about The Wicked and Divine. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually brought me volume one at comic-con to my booth because i wrote on instagram that i like needed to read it and someone showed up that i had never met and was like here you go here's issue one or here's volume one go read it um so the community has definitely told me like what is cool so basically everything that i know now <laughs> it is that i have learned from the job yeah is there any like specific one though that you really love like wicked divine is great too yeah. especially as like a designer and you know, I the, think comics, like beautiful. image comics, yeah. um, all of them are like the, in, I mean, they're not even indie because they're huge, but the like. They're creator owned though. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And what was the very first fandom merch that you made it or was, sold? I should say. Yeah. Yeah. The very first thing that ever sold was a Star Trek inspired apron. I think I had the Etsy shop for a month and a half, and I got one sale. <laughs> yeah. And how did it, how did you eventually start picking up? I mean, I think I got super lucky that part of the reason I was able to, like the things that let me be able to make this business were that it didn't exist already, and that people so like people my age who had grow up, grown up as nerds who now were sort of adults and had money and wanted to spend it on stuff, there was nothing to buy. So I think it was like partially timing that I was making things I wish I had and then there were enough other people just like me who wished that too. I've been really, really lucky that people have, like people have helped. Like almost every connection, business connection has been from a friend or a fan being super, super generous and cool and then introducing me to like a new project or um, to a company that I could learn from. Um, so that's, it's been all connections, honestly, and people like paying it forward, which right. was great. I mean, obviously the product is working because people are connecting to it, but that's really cool to hear that it just, it's actually people helping each other out and helping you out along the way. Yeah. yeah. And well, and since it's fashion too, that helps because everyone who wears it is wearing it in public. So like that aspect helped a lot where 
people wear the shirts in photos oh, and shirt. then tag it. And yeah. so that it being wearable is like very, very helpful too. It's that it's really cool. Like that, you know, you were able to talk to other people who are doing similar things to you and help and get help. And I feel like podcasting similar, like you, the first thought is when you do like a podcast that I'm, you're, I'm competing with these other ones, but you're really not, you're all kind of lifting each other up. And that's cool that that kind of is what happened for, with you as well. Yeah. Were you into fashion at all as a kid? Nope. Nope. Not <laughs> even a little bit. I am it's still didn't have Star not. <laughs> yeah, totally. I am still not into fashion. Um, our, what we offer is they're like basics normally. So like I'm into clothes that I need to wear because I like need to have clothes on. So everything is like comfortable and washes really well. And you can also wear it as pajamas. Like that's my <laughs> level of fashion. Um, the first person who started working with me like officially uh, was a student at FIT. So if there's anything that comes out of Jordan Denae that is actually fashion related, <laughs> she's writing it or behind it because she knows that I don't yeah. know any of that. Yeah. That's so funny. That's the first person that got hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you know everything I don't know yeah. about this. This is great. <laughs> and now there's so much, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're very keyed into nerd culture. I mean, I can go to Target, you know, any store, any, almost any store, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'll yeah. find something. Yeah, Hot Topic is like huge with nerd Hot stuff Hot Topic right now. always kind of was. Yes, yeah, You could true. always get Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas, Nightmare stuff, Christmas stuff, stuff at Hot Topic. That's true. It's funny because you're right. Like now, any major department store, you'll find like this nerdy gear and and it is a lot more, I guess, quote, fashionable to be a nerd. But I remember... I don't know, like even like 2011 wasn't that long ago, yeah. it seems. Yeah. But even then, I remember the, like the first time I met James, or one of the first times I met James, our producer, we, he made a, like a Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> and it's like kind of like that, co you like you drop a Dragon uh -huh. Ball Z reference in mixed company, see who picks up on it. And it's like, that's the secret language. Like, oh, I know you're cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's what I like that fashion is doing, that it is more subtle. So, like, if you... Like, right now I'm wearing a Black Panther necklace, but it just looks like a cool necklace. Like, I don't yeah. even know if you guys noticed. It's actually it's the one that's on the cover of uh, the first issue of our magazine, too, that Rocklove designed. But it's nice because you can wear it, and it's not like... I can't, like, I can wear this with, like, a dress and go out, and it's not, like, everyone that sees me is, like, what's that plastic Darth Vader necklace you have? It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. just looks cool, and then yeah. if you get it, it starts that conversation of, like, is that a black panther? Yeah. yeah, and you found your friend. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing Stegosaurus earrings. They're so cute. So, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, like, that's But it's awesome. subtly nerdy. That is my favorite kind of fashion. Mm -hmm. Just, just Mine, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I, I can appreciate, like, if you want to wear a huge Darth Vader, like you were saying, like, yeah, I, no, I know you're my person it. from afar, right, right. <laughs> but you can't maybe go into work like that or, you it know, depends on your work. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on if they're working for you. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> At DSRA, we have stricter dress codes. We yeah, do. Right? <laughs> you have to wear a tie every time we record. <laughs> I'm really curious about this. I kind of work in fashion. I work a little bit in styling and I work, one of my clients is Bloomingdale's and I am just shocked when I see Nintendo merch there. And I'm shocked when I see Coach with like their dinosaur sweaters, which of course I'm like ooing and eyeing over, but they're $300 or Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? 
Because I feel like in a sense they're competition or I don't know if it's helping you or what do you think? I mean, I think it's really cool because like they're all, they're all official. So that means that the companies like the nerd companies are working with high fashion, mm. which means they care, which is really nice. Like coach isn't sneakily doing like yeah. DC <laughs> stuff and they don't know, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. So, yeah. so that's, it's really nice because they have to pave the way for anyone else to be able to, because I think part of the reason that it didn't exist before is because you have to get permission for licensing. And if they say no, because they don't think there's a market, that's right. it. But so, does it. Does it cost the company any, anything to give licensing? I think it's more from what I've heard and I know not so much. I think it's more that like, they don't think it's worth their time. So like at the very least they have to spend time talking to you and like making sure they like your stuff and like writing a contract. So it doesn't cost, I mean, other than that, I don't think it costs anything. Um, so I wish that they would like do it more often for more different and like get a little more creative and listen, they're doing it. Bloomingdale's has like a brown paper bag, like, you know, they're like famous yeah. with Nintendo characters on it. No like, way. Like, totally. that you could, like Mario, they're doing this whole Nintendo thing. That's so cool. I didn't write this because like I said, I don't do the fashion, but Tristan wrote an article that was like, you know, like her fashion roundup for the month and Bloomingdale's Nintendo display was on. So like when she submitted the post, I was like, is this for real? Bloomingdale's has Nintendo yeah. stuff right now? That's crazy. And I guess the reason why I ask you if you like it or not, like I do think it's really cool. A part, like I know Bloomingdale's a little bit and it just feels like I don't think they love it. Yeah. It's corporate. Well, it's, it's even the people who aren't mm -hmm. corporate who are like working on it. And like, I love the people I work with. They're wonderful. But they're like, oh, Nintendo, that's weird. What kind of nerds play with this? <laughs> you know? And, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. all know me. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, they yeah. know. But I feel like I'm the one who's excited, but no one else in this like industry is excited. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure. So if it's a scenario where like, a company feels like something is cool. I mean, this is like what you're always scared of, right? That a company is going to be like, that's popular. We don't know anything about it or any of the people, but like we'll slap it on our merch and we'll sell a lot. If it's that, that sucks. But if it's taking a while, like I can picture a Bloomingdale's customer, like I am not one, but I can imagine if you're used to a certain thing and that's what you go in looking for. And then you're like, this is weird. I didn't want to look weird shopping here. I wanted to like, I knew what I was looking for. If that like slowly goes away and then it starts being like, oh, maybe I can just wear things I like and it's cool if it's not what everyone's expecting. Like if that's the trend, that's cool. If it's weird like co-opting because there are a lot of nerds now and- And it is and, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean- I mean the Nintendo thing feels more like a nostalgia thing to me. Yeah. Than actually like, I'm a nerd thing. Yeah. Like, look how cool I am. We all played this as kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Stranger Things effect where it's all about the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting too because, I mean, like I said, I am not super up on high fashion, especially because like I can't afford it or buy it. But I've seen mostly like online, I've seen some super higher level brands doing like expensive things like... um Rag and Bone did a Star Wars line over Christmas, and then there's like Hot Topic, and I haven't f seen a lot in the middle, mm. like more than twenty, but less than four hundred. Like I think that area is still the area where if you're like 
an adult who spends some money on things. Right. There ha- there's not a lot of that middle ground where it's like you're not dropping two thousand dollars. And that's more for spray. the novelty. Yeah, yeah, totally. So there, I think that area is still missing a little bit where it's like, I don't want a Target T-shirt or a Hot Topic because like, I'm maybe a little too old for that now. But I also don't want to spend my right. whole paycheck on one sweater. So I want that. Like, yeah, like, kind of, like, well-fitted, yeah. tailor-made. Shoes That's- are getting there. Like, shoe brands are starting to do cool. Tell um, us. I <laughs> should know way more than I do. Uh, so I have, like, Wonder Woman Converse right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vans does a lot. So I think, like, they're starting to get to figure that out. It is the level that I'm at, so, like, it would be competition, but that's cool. I just want more of it. Like, I want to be able to buy it. Yeah. Um, and then, do you think, I mean, obviously, you don't think because you're fully invested in this, <laughs> but as far as a trend, do you think that nerd fashion is a trend, or do you think it's something that's going to remain popular for a while? There is definitely a, an aspect that's a trend. Like, if you if you are just buying something because it's cool, you won't buy it when it's not cool. But I think there are people who are happy that it's happening and like they'll still be, they'll still go find the way they found stuff before. They'll still go find it later. So I don't think it'll maybe be in Bloomingdale's forever, but I think There's business, always gonna be a market. Yeah, there. I think mm-hmm. businesses are, are being created now that have it like at the heart. So I think they'll still exist. Unless, I mean, I could be wrong and everyone can stop buying this <laughs> right. in like five Tomorrow. Days, which is completely possible. But I don't think it'll, I don't think it's like a trend. Like, I don't think it's like a Tamagotchi type thing where like everyone's obsessed and then everyone will hate it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember in middle school, I loved Sailor Moon, yeah. but I would not have been caught dead. Uh-huh. Saying that I loved Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Or no. wearing my <laughs> Sailor Moon t-shirt. Like, no way. And I feel like now there's something... Yeah. Maybe because I'm an adult, but there's something cool about that. Yeah. I had to hide that I watched anime all through high school. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. There's, like, two... I had two friends who, like, secretly knew. <laughs> but that's... And then you met James. <laughs> and then I met James. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, culturally it is getting, like, and cooler in air quotes, but, like, the top grossing movies are nerd movies, so unless... All of that shifts, and I don't right. think it'll be, but like, Spider-Man out of nowhere. But Spider-Man was a nowhere. top grossing movie when yeah, we were younger. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think the internet also connects people. Yeah. And this is another question I had is like, what do you think started off this merch nerd trend? Like, I know the internet definitely helped. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was like Marvel's event, like the Marvel movies or? I think so in my circle, at least, I think it was Etsy because fans have really good ideas and a lot of fans aren't sitting in like Marvel executive meetings. So I think that you could be a super fan and then just make something and put it on the internet, whether that's legal or not. I think it made <laughs> like push it that. made the cool thing. And something that I think is really cool that again, like is totally not legal, but it is cool is that like we were saying before, for a brand to sign off on a product, there's a minimum amount that they want to make off of it. And it's like a lot, like <laughs> thousands or millions of dollars. So you not every product is like that popular or that many people want it, but like 10 people do. So the fact that that you can make that now, like I bought a ton of stuff off Etsy that is one of those things where you see it and it's so specific that you like have to get it because you're like, who else had this idea? This is everything I love. But you, you know, it would never survive in like 
a department store because three people on earth want it. <laughs> I feel like you could also argue that wouldn't your brand get more popular if more people were wearing it? I think so. I, I, yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't mean to take over the conversation. No, no, no. This is, my, this is like good. Fashion and merch. And I'm I like, well, tell me more. <laughs> I don't know as much about well, yeah. as, as both of you guys. So this is really interesting to me. Just I just think this. it's a really interesting trend. Like, I just walking into work and seeing Nintendo yeah. merch and dinosaur bags. Hearing that Coach has Mario or something oh, on the bag. Oh, that's Nintendo. That's Bloomingdale's. Or it's I was like, that's Nintendo. Okay. Well, that's that's still. <laughs> yeah, but Coach has dinosaurs. And they have. Yeah, and and Rag and Boone is doing Star Wars. That's Rag like, and Boone, yeah. Coach has Disney now, right? I think. I might totally be wrong, but I, I am almost never in Manhattan either, but I was walking through like the actual shopping area and I saw a ton of like Disney villain stuff in a window. It If it wasn't Coach, it was another like equally surprising yeah. company and i was like what that's cool gosh man. and i i think of disney as like the epitome of like my like nerd yep because in high school that's what my friends and i were into was like oh, the disney yeah. things movies, yeah. oh yeah um and the disney princesses and going to disneyland so to me like a cool fashion brand having disney yeah. is like no the shirts have to be sparkly yep. yeah. they have to be loud and that's oh, the yeah. only way to wear them oh yeah <laughs> Pink and full of sequins. I know. Oh my god, everything was so glittery. <laughs> so glittery. You know what? I loved it though. I, I feel like it's it's a little much for me to wear now, but I remember buying like a Peter Pan shirt that had like mm-hmm. sparkles everywhere. Yeah. Oh what? yeah. I feel like it's like we'll go to back to what you're saying, Claire, about if this is a trend that's gonna fade. I feel like the one of the reasons that it's so popular now is because so many of us as kids who were into comic books or into video games or whatever, we we grew up you know, we're adults now and we're seeing those things out there in merchandise or clothes or movies or whatever, and we're eating them up and thus passing them down to like the, mm-hmm. our own kids and mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like it could easily become one of those cycles where like band it just t-shirts. keeps going. Like band yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, totally. Nerd you know? merch is the new band when, t-shirt. When, <laughs> you heard it here. When is Pink? When is a Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt not going to be cool or in style? Right. You know? I feel like, like that era already passed. It's it's way past, but I yeah. still see people wearing, you know, Led Zeppelin, Icarus with the wings <laughs> on the back. Jordan, 20 years from now, people will be wearing like... People will be having the same conversation. When is a Jordan Jordan Denae shirt not in style? If I ever see, like, one of my shirts in, like, a Goodwill, that will be so... Like, that'll be a whole weird circle. I mean, it's probably going to happen. It's just so weird to think about. I think the ultimate thing will be if you see one of your shirts in second time around. Yeah, totally. And then I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Not this much. Stop it. (laughs) They're like, we're selling it at a discount. Right. Because it's vintage. One thing that I'm curious about if it makes, so like, because a lot of people are asking, I mean, especially with the movies too, where it's like, is this going to stop? Like, we have, you know, four Marvel movies a year, like two Star Wars. Yeah, but something that I think is kind of funny too is that people lump nerd culture together, but like, the stories are super different and the characters are super different and the worlds are super different. So like, 
Sonic the Hedgehog is not like Harry Potter, is not like Superman. So it is kind of funny that people lump them together. Like, is this going to disappear? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you like a ton of different kinds of stories? (laughs) Maybe they'll all be, like, gone soon. I feel like the last Avengers movie just answered that question. Yeah. We made a billion dollars faster than any other movie. Absolutely not. Totally. And, like, uh, even Avengers, like, even Marvel's super different than DC, and they're, like, the most similar things that right. are, you know what I mean? Like, you If you like one, go, you probably like the other. Yeah, you can go so different with things. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is interesting, and a lot of people think of it all together, but, like, they're really different. They are. Yeah. No, you're right. It's not being Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> right? Mario being in like the same category as Darth Vader and like yeah. these guys. Same, same category as Lord of the Rings. Same category right? like, as elves and dwarves. <laughs> yeah, <it's so> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think it's also people outside of fandom that yeah. tend to put that on there because at work I'm like the one, like, nerd. You're the, yeah. Totally. And I feel like the I get all nerd. these questions and I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't watch Black Cauldron, like, I don't know. You didn't watch Black Cauldron? No. Should I be embarrassed? <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, it was t- one of the first Tim Burton movies, went back when he, well, he, he, it wasn't a Tim Burton movie, but he worked for Disney, and he was one of the That's right, creators oh, of Black Cauldron. Yeah. And it's a, it's one of my, it was one of my favorite fantasy series as a kid, The Pridane Chronicles, is what that movie was from. The Black Cauldron was the second book. I did not know any no, of that. I don't know any of that either. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's good. They were good. Well, if only you had been there. You could have answered that. I know. Yes. Oh I would have been on it. I'll call you into uh Phone a friend. They would have been like, shut up. No one cares about the Black Cauldron this Maybe. much. <laughs> why do you we even We care, though, which is why we're doing this. Which is why we're doing this. This is nerd community. Um, no, but someone, we actually just posted a blog post today or this week that someone was responding to people saying like I don't like anime or I don't watch anime I read that blog post yeah they were like anime is different though like I know that you don't know so you think of it all together but like you have so many options you can't it's like saying I don't like movies like really I don't don't like like cartoons yeah yeah there's a lot of cartoons you would have so the part can I summarize oh, the blog post a little yeah. bit? The, the, it was like, it's a, it's a three-parter, and this is the first part, and it just suggested three different animes for people who don't like animes. Um, and I forget what the criteria was, but your favorite show was on there. Uh, Avatar? Air, yeah, yeah, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, I mean, is that an anime? Well, that mentions that. It's like, this is kind of the crossover, like the Western crossover mm-hmm. of anime. I, if you like Avatar The Last Airbender, then you can like other animes. So one more question about your nerd yeah. merch. Do you take requests? I have. Um, so because the process, everything is screen printed, which means um, if there's a quote, then my husband who designs it takes like a pad of paper and a paintbrush and ink and like brushes out like 25 different ways of designing it, scans it in, cleans it up, sends it to me, and then I print it out on like transparency basically coat the screen printing screens with this like chemical stuff that has to dry overnight and then I burn it on a UV light and then I print the shirts so like take making one shirt takes like a day and a half so I I can't do custom like that like if someone's like can you make my shirt for my bachelorette party I'm like well the first one's gonna cost like $500 so if I can only make one I don't think you want that but I totally take 
suggestions. suggestions that make sense to add that more people than just one person will black like. cauldron uh, <laughs> yeah black totally. cauldron shirt. well and especially too like suggestions are good because if one person suggests it like you know i know that and then if 15 people suggest it it's like okay yeah. People want that. So, like, just kind of knowing the things that people are into is good. What's yeah. the number one requested or one that was incredibly requested? We get requests for things that other people do a lot. So, they'll be like, I've seen this shirt a lot of places. Can you make it? And I'm like, no, I'm ripping off all these people yeah. then. So, I think that's the main thing where someone will, like, send me a Pinterest link and be like, can you make this <laughs> shirt that's all over the internet? I'm like, no, go buy it from the person making it. Yeah, yeah. They're already doing it. So there's, it isn't like one, but I think it's more just like, I've seen this a lot. I want you to make it. And I don't want to copy other people. Right. So yeah. I don't. But is there a quote that anyone was like, please make this quote? I don't think, I don't think there was like one that got requested a lot that didn't get made. <laughs> I can't think of any. Or sometimes people request things from, like we were saying, like from like an image comic where I would want to work with the art. Like they're at my level, so I wouldn't want to like make something that's with their design without working with them. So sometimes I'm like, cool, great idea. Tell them you want to see it. And I'll also tell them I want to make it and we'll see if they let us make it. So that happens sometimes too. Does it work? It has worked before. Uh, it's slowly working more often than it used to, which is a good <laughs> sign. The it's snowball definitely, rolling down. Yeah, the and being able to show you've done it before with other. I yeah. think sometimes, like, like definitely not everyone or even close to everyone has heard of me. So sometimes I pitch things and they're like, "Who are you? What? Like, <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know if I yeah. want to talk to you about this." So as I can show, like, I did it with someone else that's kind of like you. I promise it was cool. <laughs> like, that helps a right. lot. <laughs> what we're asking is, when is the Wicked and Divine stuff coming out? That's what I <laughs> really, really, really hope really soon. That is, I mean, feel free to tweet at all of the artists and say that you think I would make a really so good collaborator. Jamie McKelvey and, and Kieran, Kieran Gill. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, please. Please uh, throw your, throw we'll, your uh, name in the hat. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and that's something that's interesting, too, because when it is artist-created like that, like you were saying, image is artist, what um, is it called? Yeah, Where they, yeah, creator yeah, own, yeah. yeah. Creator owned. So you act, I mean, people are pretty accessible on Twitter. You can just kind of tweet at people and they get back to you sometimes, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, is for better right. or for worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have some fun questions so much fun <laughs> before i do before we get to that what do you ulti- like your ultimate dream where do you see your jordan denae and the satorial geek and all of that so basically my ultimate dream right now which is funny it changes like every two years but i think this this feels better i feel like i'm like grown up now and this is the real ultimate dream i want the community that i wanted as a kid and as a high schooler and as like before three years ago to exist and it hasn't been made by anyone else yet so like I want us to do that like I want if you're a new nerd and you just read your first comic you know where you go and get suggestions and it's us because we have a group of every nerd who is like wants to help you get a gateway or if you're starting a nerdy business and you have questions about how to start talking to people like I didn't have any of that I don't think it's hard and I think everyone wants it so like we're just gonna try to make it so we want we want like the most like inclusive welcoming geeky community 
that there is. And so whatever form of that, that, I mean, having the magazine is cool because we can shout out people that we think deserve way more shout outs than they've gotten yet. And so like we can do that. And the podcast, we can talk to people like I want to talk to people who are on all sides of things. Like if we ever get to talk to an actor in a movie, awesome. But I also want to talk to like the person doing sound behind the scenes because they maybe don't get to tell their story and they have really cool stories. So that's like, that's the dream to have a place where like, if you want other cool people to hang out with, they're all right here and you can all be friends. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's, I mean, we love the geek and nerd community, but there is a, you know, there is that kind of gatekeeping thing which happens, you know, a lot. Like, what are you, you're not welcome here. We don't want you. And it's kind of clicky sometimes, not on purpose, but like, I went to the West Coast for a convention for the first time, and I was like, I know some of you, but you're just in a different world. Like, it's not on purpose. You're not leaving me out, but, like, we aren't even connected coast to coast. Or, like, I'm in a lot of girl things, and so there aren't a lot of boys connected. So, like, even that, where it's just, like, we can all be friends. We don't need to be so separated. When you haven't seen The Black Cauldron, (laughs) what do you mean you haven't seen The Black Cauldron? (laughs) I am actually. I'm very ashamed. I feel like I hate being gatekept. Is that yeah. the verb? Yeah, gatekept. <laughs> I, I hate it, and it's. I feel like it's this horrible. Like especially as a girl, you oh, get yeah. like, oh, you're you're a nerd. You yeah, only don't you know don't this because it. you're a girl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like I've done it too. Like I, I think back to being like really ashamed, and I was talking to someone about the Lord of the Rings books, mm-hmm. and this girl was like, oh, I love that movie, and we were like, oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but like I want to talk about the books, but I feel like in retrospect, like oh my gosh, I should have just like turn the conversation so like we could all talk about it and it's like one of those like shameful things that I look back on like what was I thinking yeah I've yeah. done that <laughs> something super cool uh my friend Rose that we interviewed on like the fifth episode said something I had never heard before where she was like I I think she got the advice from someone else too but when that happens instead of saying like oh you haven't read this yet it's like I'm so excited for you to learn this new thing so it it takes a while because your first thing is like how did you miss that I I still do that with Harry Potter I'm like I don't care it's fine like how did you miss that (laughs) like I'm not mad at you but then to be like oh my god you get to do this now that's so cool it was like a really cool mental shift that I I never heard of, and so I'm trying to that adopt is a, it. Trying to practice that. Is that is yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah, that is. And I, in all honesty, I am really jealous and excited right, totally. yeah. of people who haven't read Lord of the Rings. And get yeah. to do it for the first time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, fun question. <laughs> um, so much. What's your favorite water slide? <laughs> is that a real question? No. Oh, I was like, I, are there different? I don't know. <laughs> These are going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> Do you like cotton candy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite fandom you've ever covered? Harry Potter, definitely. It's getting, it's interesting now because like the original seven, I was full in. And now that it's sort of spreading out, I'm like, maybe I'll just stay to the original seven. I am fully into that and I don't know how I feel about everything else. About like Fantastic Beasts. It's weird. It's getting weird. It's fine. And people who love it, fine. But I, I I, I agree. I I feel if I were younger then I would have totally dived in straight in. Yeah. Dove into everything. But now it's, it's like a whole new thing to commit to. And yeah, the seven of us were long enough. Like that's, that's it. (laughs) Do you have any fun fan stories of maybe interacting for the first time? Um, well actually this is 
so funny and it's not because we're doing this interview together but I when you recognized me in the bathroom of puffs was the first time I've ever been recognized and I tell that story sometimes where I was like I've only been recognized once and it was in the bathroom of a show but that's like one of my fa- I mean that was like a fan story but I was like what in oh, I the was world? a fan. This is crazy. Yeah. I was a fan. So it is, you can that's, say it's a fan story. That's how we got Jordan on our show. Claire cornered her in the bathroom. No, it was super. I was like, be? I'm here surrounded by the stars. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan, what's your favorite piece of like uh, nerd, or nerd or pop culture to come out of 2018 so far? Anything? Was Black Panther... This year? It certainly yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, Black uh, Panther for sure. Yeah. That was also sense. really nice because I I love how they let that movie be its own movie. So you could say, like, just go see this one. Like, you don't have... Like, you can't just go see Infinity War. You won't no, know what's happening. Yeah. But I could be like, you've never seen the Marvel movie? Cool. Go see that. Yeah. Um, And then... Yeah, that's my favorite. Ragnarok was my other favorite Marvel, but I know that was last year. Yeah. So close, yeah, though. It was almost yeah. this year. That, I think that's my favorite Marvel movie of oh, all time yeah. now is Ragnarok. It's just the funnest it's thing. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and um, are you excited about anything coming out later this year? This year? Um, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy that we have options of things to be excited about. Like, there are two Star Wars movies, and there are, like, four Marvel movies. Like, it's not even yeah. like there's the one thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited that I can go see, like, 30 opening night movies and <laughs> dress up. Um, Captain Marvel, I think, is this year? Unless it's, it's next, next year. year. Shoot, I'm, I'm so bad at that. I'm so psyched about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm, like, I'm honestly excited to see more girls and stuff, too. Like, that's just very cool. And anywhere, anywhere yeah. that it happens, yeah. I like that. As we wrap up, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, so the the store side of things is at jordandanae.com, and we are at NYC um, all over the internet. And then the community side is at Sartorial Geek. It's actually, we're building out its own website, which will probably be done hopefully soon. Um, Might be by the time we release this. Yeah. I mean, we haven't started yet, but we're trying to get it done. <laughs> the, the second issue of the magazine comes out June 8th, and so we're trying to fully build out a website before June 8th, and it is not so far <laughs> right now, so we're going to see if we're successful. But yeah, those two places, you can just search them. And, and on Twitter and on Instagram. All of Yeah, it's just those two everywhere. We got very eight. lucky that we got the same two. We're Jordan Denae NYC and Sartorial Geek everywhere that there is. Easy so, peasy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, are you going to be at New York Comic Con? Yeah, I just got my invoice two days ago, so I will nice. be there. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll post, like, what our what our booth is, because you have to know the booth there, or else you'll never <laughs> yeah. find someone. That's so true. when okay. it gets closer, it's we'll amazing. have. Yeah. It's it yeah. huge. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Jordan, really Thank fun. you. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I'm Claire White. My co-host is Kyle Willoughby, and we are Dragon Sexy Robots and Adventures, a Nerd Manual. Feel free to contact us on our website at dsrapodcast.com. We would love it if you could rate and review us on iTunes. You can find the show on Twitter at dsrapodcast. I can be found on Twitter at along with Claire, that's C-L-A-I-R-E. You can find my co-host Kyle at Klex303, that's K-L-E-X-303. 
And you can find our producer, James, at James Bowie Jr. That's James Bowie, F-O-U-H-E-Y-J-R on Twitter. You can learn more about The Satorial Geek and Jordan Denae on our Facebook page and Twitter, where we'll be posting links to our website and some of the articles that we read. Our producer is James Bowie. Our logo is done by Patty Highland, and our theme was composed by Pete Rowan. Once again, this is Dragon, Sexy Robots, and Adventures, a nerd manual. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when we do Kyle's birthday spectacular episode on Hyperion.